Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Oh, hi, Kat. <laughs> hey, Tanya. How are you? I'm great. I am great. Uh, the lawnmowers are not going outside. The sky is blue. The birds are ch chirping. We have these horrible Bradford pear trees that are blooming like crazy. So everyone in Tennessee now has allergies. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> pretty, but not pretty. It is very pretty. And it's always such a symbol of a signal of springtime. But... Um, it does bring out the Zyrtec and the, and the Flonase, <laughs> the Nasacord, the Claritin. Uh, the shelves are empty of those, but it's it's really nice. It's funny because when, you know, when you first get those hints of spring, you're like, oh, we didn't really have a winter much yet. Now, this is in Tennessee, not where you are. You have a winter every winter. But um, anyway, we've had enough spring lately that I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of there. I'm ready for it. I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect timing to talk spring because it's kind of like new beginnings. And here we are <laughs> talking about beginner's mindset. I know. I know. Because that's I, our topic today. Well, we like talking about the beginner mindset because that's something that as people go through their yoga life, their yoga practice, they start dismissing things because, oh, well, I'm not going to go to that class because it's too easy. Or I'm not going to do that pose. I did that when I first learned. And they forget that you have to go back to a beginner all the time. And it's amazing how much of an impact it can make in your life when you approach not just your yoga practice, but life as a beginner. And you can relearn things and you get that new excitement of that first, you know, that first experience and that curiosity yeah. I, I had put on my sheet that like consider each practice on the mat as if you've never been to yoga before. Mm -hmm. And and people are like, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, try practicing with your eyes closed mm -hmm. or consider doing only what the teacher says and nothing more and see how different that is. Mm -hmm. And like consider never going ahead of the teacher because, you know, sometimes you just get in rote memorization and you're you're doing the vinyasa before the teacher's even instructing the vinyasa vinyasa or you know like you you just get into your head and instead try and stay fully present mm -hmm. right well and you know as a teacher I love that you mentioned that because as a teacher when I notice people doing that I especially if they're doing like sun salute a I'll have them hold plank and if someone's mindlessly flowing through and not even aware I'll have everybody keep holding it until everyone's there and then slowly slowly like they've never done it before walk them through and that's hard yeah. it's so hard when you slow it down that much and walk them through through every one of those poses, but emptying your mind of those already preconceived notions of what's coming next. It's so, I don't know, it just makes you feel very childlike to get to experience something that pure again. That's the next thing I put on my list. Oh. <laughs> consider it like like a toddler. Like the toddler is always happy, always excited. They're always ready. They're mm -hmm. always willing. They're like human sponges. Like just 
feed them. And if we come in with a beginner's mindset, it's like literally just feed me, like, right? Mm-hmm. Being always open to new ex- new ideas, being excited for them, not being the know-it-all, but instead just being willing to learn and, you know, trying to welcome change as opposed to resisting it, being willing to hear maybe some constructive criticism and not taking it on offense, but just being willing, just mm-hmm. teach me. Like you and yeah. you and I are full-time learners. Uh-huh. Always. Full-time mm-hmm. learners. And we always will be. That keeps our mind working properly. It keeps it uh, able to learn more. The more you learn, the more you can learn. Um, you know, one thing when you think about um, a beginner mind, a lot of times we think about emptying out what we've learned, but but we don't really want to do that. We keep that as our experiences and grow from there, but we can empty out some of the garbage that we've learned along the way. How many times have you been in teaching an advanced class and you've stopped and taught them how to teach triangle, let's say triangle pose, and taught triangle like they'd never done it before. They all immediately flow into their most beautiful triangles. But when they approach it as a beginner and they re-engage muscles that they forget to use because they are just worried about the pretty lines and maybe they forget how much they need to lift their rib cage up towards the ceiling to really engage the core or how much they need to rotate their body out. It's, it's really neat to, to keep that. um, I'm just loving your dog. I wish you guys could say I'm sitting here trying to, I've lost my train of thought completely because Tanya's puppy is now climbing all over her. Talk about beginner's mindset. (laughs) He um, literally, Brody just got home and let her out of the kennel. Oh, he came running down to say hello. He Go is adorable. <laughs> He's adorable. Well, I do have a Zen story to illustrate this point. Do you like me to tell you? I do. Okay. Well, a long time ago, there was a wise Zen master and people from far and near would come to seek his counsel and ask his wisdom. Many would come and they would ask him to teach them and enlighten them on the ways of Zen. And one day an important man came to the master and he said, I've come today to ask you to teach me about Zen. Open my mind to enlightenment. The tone of the important man's voice was one used to getting his own way. The Zen master smiled and said they would discuss the matter over a cup of tea. While the tea was preparing, the important man began explaining what he knew about Zen and why he was was worthy of enlightenment. And when the tea was served, the master poured the visitor a cup and he poured and he poured and the tea rose to the rim and began to spill over the table and onto the robes of the man. And finally, the visitor shouted, enough, you're spilling the tea all over me. Can't you see the cup is full? And the master stopped pouring and smiled at his guest. And he said, you're like this teacup. You're so full that nothing more can be added. Come back to me when the cup is empty. Come back with an empty mind ready for filling. Mm. Isn't that awesome? I like it. I love that. And so that a lot of times when you've been in a yoga practice for a long time, you really are full. You know everything. And so it's really hard. I mean, how I know a lot of times... I see people completely zone out like you were talking about moving ahead in the flows, but zoning out because they're experts, they're advanced students, they don't have anything else that they need to learn. But when they empty their cup and when they let it be refilled, it's like magic. 
they open up a whole world of possibility. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fascinating because I think one of the things that you alluded to earlier was how key or how exponential applying beginner's mindset on the yoga mat can impact and change your life, mm-hmm. right? Because, and we talk about this, you know, as teachers all the time, like how much impact yoga has had on our life in decreasing stress or changing our response or reaction activity, but also if you consider it from that beginner's mindset or that openness, that willingness, like that we approach our life differently, we approach approach relationships differently, we approach we approach our jobs differently. Mm-hmm. Like if we can come at it from a place of I'm willing to learn. Like so, you know, how do we apply that? Like consider just doing some tasks in your life. Like instead of sitting down at dinner and you know everybody's dicking around on their cell phones or whatever, like turn to the people at your table and say, tell me about something you did today and tell it to me in a way like you were teaching me because I want Mm -hmm. to hear how much you love what you did or I love that right but Mm -hmm. but be willing to be student instead most of the time we enter into conversation somebody says something and we're like oh yeah I've done that too or you know or somebody says something and we're like oh yeah that happened to me once before you know instead of listening and being like wow and tell me about that like how did that affect you and you know like teach me something new about that at the dinner time, once people think they know something, we stop listening. Like if you're telling me something, I'm like, yeah, I know that. We don't listen anymore. We kind of fill in what we think that other person's saying. So we don't fully engage. We don't stop and give that person our full attention because we already know. Or we think we do. Or we think we do. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to being willing to learn it again, because we might learn it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Or we might learn it a different way. And like, this is like, us talking about meditation or teaching a class like I've never taught the same class identically ever Mm -hmm. ever yeah me me either ever and I never say the same things twice even when I teach Ayurveda like I somehow I always come up with new information or I've already learned something different that I didn't have the last time I taught it and Mm -hmm. it's like but you know it goes back to you and I like love being learners Mm -hmm. and I I think it's one of my favorite features about myself. And it's not like me going, oh, yeah, Tanya's got lots of good features. But I do like that part of me because I always feel like there's something more like just feed me something more. But you know what? I love so much that you just said you like something about yourself. You know, how many times do you go through your day? I mean, and you and I both talk about things we like about ourselves, but not many people will do that. So all the listeners, I want you to think of three things you really like about yourself right now. Go. Go. (laughs) Go. And then text it to us. And then Because we want to know too. And we want to celebrate you because Mm -hmm. people are worth celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, going and talking about emptying the cup, the practice undoing, the practice of undoing years of conditioning takes commitment and time. And we always tell ourselves we don't have time to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And so we gradually take away experiences from ourselves. And But if we will give ourselves time, if we'll give ourselves permission, then we start opening ourselves to learning and to receiving and to emptying our cup, even if it's just a little bit, just to put some new, fresh thoughts and practices in there. And when we do that, we give ourselves the gift of potential. Right? We give ourselves a, just a wee bit of magic. A you know, I like to, magic. You know, I like to talk <laughs> about magic. I even have a shirt that says a wee bit of magic. 
Um, and I love it too, because we literally just talked about this, like quit spending so much time trying to decrease things in your life. Well, mm -hmm. that being said, if you need to be saying no to things in your life, but quit trying to spend time trying to negate the things in your life and instead try and boost new creativity, new, just new openness or willingness, mm -hmm. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. Yep. Try really to unplug like from technology, from social media, try and really talk more in its place, like open up to loved ones, really be available. And, you know, like you and I say, pick up a book. Can't yeah. I have given you a thousand book <laughs> Like literally. Or more. <laughs> or more. So please, like pick up a book. And if you have questions, like trust us, we've read them or we've, we've one of us has read them or something. Like let's have those conversations because mm -hmm. there is so much to opening your heart when it comes to learning something new mm -hmm. you know and I think I, I know I've talked about this before but one thing that I do a lot of times as a teacher when I want people to and I do it in all the classes not just the advanced class but I do it in the beginner class I do it in yen I decide to use props and I decide to make props mandatory for the class that day. And I may get chairs out and that will freak a class out in a second if I get chairs out. And chairs can make some poses harder. 100%. But, you know, I will make chairs. I will make them use chairs. Last night in the advanced class, we use blocks. We use straps. We use chairs. We were on the wall. We used the wall as a prop. It was so mentally stimulating to take all of these poses and do with props to stand in tree pose on a block and move your leg to one-legged big toe move your leg to dancers and focus on pressing that energy uh, I was giving them a cue last night that I learned from Baron Baptiste um, I was just listening to his book Perfectly Imperfect and I love that book but he said in dancers pose press through the middle of your big toe in the middle of your heel and I haven't given the cue that exact way night and it was it was a game changer and so <laughs> I had everyone standing on their blocks doing these different poses and it brought them back to a beginner mindset because they were learning how to do tree pose standing on a block and a lot of us have unblocks so they're the curved ones mm -hmm. so not only are you standing on a block but you're standing on a curved surface and it was just lovely I bet I love that to come up with new cues or like when we've heard something or learned it or you know gotten to apply it that we can change it mm -hmm. right it's just and then to be able to hand it over to students for them to just eat up too is so mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Glom on to a new cue or something. Yeah. And speaking of that book, that is one that he does talk a lot about. Uh, he doesn't call it beginner mindset, but he talks about if you choose yes, you're choosing no. Or if you choose no to something, you're choosing yes to something. And so I would suggest to people choose yes to being a beginner, not always going into everything like I already know how to do all of this because it does make it well it helps your brain exercise too if you try brushing your teeth with your left hand instead of your right or whichever one <laughs> it's a scary I've done it a lot and I'm still, I know I'm brushing the whole side of my face try opening your car door with the wrong hand yep like you're yeah. like uh-huh you know <laughs> 
but it makes you appreciate when you couldn't do some things. You know, we standing in mountain pose. I mean, Tadasana is one of the most important poses in yoga. And we just blindly, you know, go through our practices knowing how to stand in place. But when I... I love to have everyone close their eyes and stand in mountain pose and feel all the edges of their feet and feel oh, yeah. their body, feel their pelvis, feel where their body's moving. Yeah. And I tell them, this is a balancing pose. And they all look at me like I've lost my mind. And you I'm, know how I'm like, I love to describe it is remember that we're sitting on this sphere that's spinning uh-huh. <laughs> and you're standing here not spinning. Uh-huh. Can you feel the earth spin? Yeah. Like, just roll with that. Right. Right? It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Which also, you know, brings me back to, and I know you can attest to this yourself. I know that you have students that can attest to this. But if they actually don't have time to take their regular advanced class or whatever, and they end up taking a beginner's class, when they're done, they're like, whoa. <laughs> I know. Whoa, what just happened in my body? Yeah. Because if they truly are all in in a beginner's class and the pace that we teach it, they're like, we held that pose. I haven't held that pose that long in a long time. And I was all in and I was feeling it everywhere. You were teaching them to, to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's so cool, right? Um, I have a quote for you. Ooh. For me? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's not me. I would love to be able to pronounce this person's name. Shunri Suzuki Roshi? Something like that. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the experts, there are few. Huh. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm like, huh. I was not expecting that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I would suggest that all of our listeners, whatever yoga class they go to this week or whatever hike they go on, whatever, you know, meal they're preparing for their family, prepare it with new eyes, prepare it with fresh eyes, something not going through just the motions and really experience everything you're doing. Yeah. And maybe quite specifically, don't go to your regular class this week. Mm-hmm. Choose the beginner's class on the calendar and go to it and literally do do it from the beginner's mindset. Like be brand new. Yeah. Be completely open to what new experience might pop up. It might literally be your aha moment on the mat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> Makes me want to go to a beginner's class. I know. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.